Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs. Hello and welcome along to episode 86 of Talking Dogs on Thursday with myself, Barry Drake. This week we have a bumper edition of the Talking Dogs on Thursday podcast. A lot to look, lot to look forward to over the course of the next half hour or so. And um, we're going to start off with um, a trainer that tasted big race success um, on Saturday night at Shelburne Park. It was a fantastic occasion there with uh, top class racing throughout the night of course. And um, all eyes were on the final of the Shelburne Open 600 final won by uh, Fast Fit Paddy delivering um, a sensational performance to win for trainer Declan McDonough and um, owners John Quinn and Paul Harrig but we're going to welcome Declan McDonough um, to the podcast now of course we've uh, spoke with um, Declan in the past and Declan great to have you on again um, it's obviously a sure sign um, that you're going extremely well so firstly welcome to the podcast Thank you very much Barry thanks for having me and I suppose, look, before we go into detail about, you know, Fast Fit Paddy and, and, and the big win on Saturday night, um, as I said, look, we, we did speak in the past, but just, I suppose, give our listeners, you know, a quick reminder, um, a small bit of background your, about yourself and, you know, a bit about your operation. We run a small operation in the scanner in Clare. Train, we have seven dogs in at the minute. Um, myself and my brother Terry, we train together. So that's it's a handy setup. It's very handy. Love, lovely stuff, and you know, fast fit paddy. I suppose is a a greyhound that's been you know delivering some great performances in in real good company um over over the last year. So tell us um firstly, I suppose how you came about this really really exciting tracker. Um, I was lucky enough, good friends with John Quinn, and he asked me, would we take this dog and. We got him, John qualified him, and we took him in, and we went to the unraced in Clanmel, really not knowing what to expect. But as he progressed, he was learning his game, and we were learning that he was able to run. And look, it all worked out in the end now. That's exactly it, and of course, I uh, look at prior to the the six hundred. I suppose he was a bit unlucky, really, not to, to reach the the final of the Easter Cup. You know, getting to the the semi final stage, and you know that that must have been a, a great thrill as well, and a very exciting uh, couple of weeks uh, to be in the mix in such a big competition. Oh, it was it was a, it was brilliant to be in the in the Easter Cup, and he was just unlucky. He just got touched off to qualify, but look, in hindsight, it worked out good. It sure did, and I suppose, look, he was such you know, an, a strong running tracker. I'm sure you always thought that the, the 600 was really going to suit him. Yeah, we did, because we ran him in the 600 um, for the Winter Festival. And that night, all for the best came from behind him and beat him a length and a half. But look, at as he's progressed, I think he's got stronger. He's a stronger dog this year. He looks to be stronger. Yeah, that's exactly it. And and talk to us about the the lead up to the final, Dad. You know, the the week leading up to the final, were were you nervous and stuff like that? And probably more nervous before the semi final, to be honest. But you just have to get on with it, don't you? Yeah, that's exactly it. And of course, look, it was a, a fantastic final um, on on Saturday night. You know, and as I said, he delivered a sensational performance, beating a couple of really classy um, greyhounds in behind thirty one ninety six on the clock. It really was, you know, a foot perfect performance. And you know, tell us tell us about the race and uh, the excitement after. It was a dream, Barry. It's a dream, like for 
for a small kennel to go to Shelburne and represent yourself again, the top kennels, like, it's it's brilliant. It's brilliant, like, and to win one of them is unreal, unreal. And I'm sure there were, um, you know, plenty of congratulations, text messages and phone calls over the course of the last couple of days. Greyhound people are unreal. The phone hasn't stopped. People are so kind, like, in their words and everything. It's been unreal. And tell us, um, obviously, look, uh, we, we'll speak to, to John Quinn shortly, but owned by John Quinn and Paul Harrig, and, and I'm sure they really enjoyed it. And, you know, a great thrill, I know. Um, John is a man, obviously, you said you're, you're great friends with him. He's been involved in the, in the ground game for uh, decades now. Ah, oh, great man, and great man. Put so much into the game, him and his family. And it's great for them to win a classic. And Paul, Paul puts a lot into the game as well. Yeah, he sure does, and um, a man that's um, enjoying great success as well. Yeah, he has had great luck with his track dogs and course and dogs. That's exactly it. So, look, I suppose we've we've derbies on the horizon. Um, an English Greyhound Derby upcoming, Irish Greyhound Derby. What's the plan uh, with Fast Fit Paddy? Well, there's no there's no plan of such yet. There is talks of toaster, possibly I'd say, but it's not on stone yet. And hopefully the champion stakes in the derby. Brilliant stuff. Look, we'll, we'll be following his progress um, closely. And look, uh, as you said, look, uh, a small kennel. Um, there's no doubt you're you're a very ambitious ambitious man. And I suppose when when you you deliver on the big stage like you did with that, you know, Shelburne Six Hundred, you'd be hoping that more opportunities w- would arise for you. Hopefully, hopefully, it'd be nice to get a couple of more good dogs like him. We have one in at the minute. I think he's good. Brilliant. So hopefully we can put a few more together. Yeah, that that would be fantastic. And you know, going forward, um, you know, like it, it, it's, it's, I suppose it, it's outstanding to have fast fit Paddy. There's, there's options available now and options on the table. And I suppose it's a bit like you know, you're kind of living the dream when you have a, a dog like that. You are. You're living. It's, it's. This is what you dream of when you start off on dogs, and this is, this is it. Like this is the dream. To win a classic is un, unreal. Yeah, well, look, Declan, it was um, fantastic for you. Look, um, everyone was so happy for for yourself and, you know, all connected um, with your, your kennel to win that big one um, on, on, on Saturday night. Definitely, you know, you were you were already on the map, but really, really putting you up there um, on Saturday night with the very best in, in the game. And, you know, just finally, I know from speaking to you in the past, you're, you're good friends with uh, Noel here, of course, and he sold um, Cool of Any Shadow out of the uh, Juvenile um, Classic below in Tralee. I'm sure you've been following his progress closely across in Toast. Yeah, he ran a big race Sunday. He ran a big race. He ran. He ran very well. It looks a good maiden. And of course, it'd be nice to, to have Fast Pit Paddy over there, maybe taking on Cool of Any Shadow. <laughs> That's for another day, Barry. Yeah, it sure is. Well, look, Declan, as I said, congratulations on that on that fantastic success. And um, no doubt we'll catch up with you again um, in the future. We'll be following you, your progress um, closely, and you know the best of luck for the coming months. Barry, thanks a million and thank everyone for their well wishes. It means a lot. No, moving on, of course. Um, it was a fantastic once again to uh, speak with trainer Declan McDonough. And uh, as I said, we're wishing him continued success in the uh, world of Greyhound Race. And always great to see young trainers on an upward curve and getting big race success. And uh, we're going to move on now. We're going to speak to one of the joint owners 
John Quinn um, I'm, I'm sure lots of the listeners all over the country will be very familiar with the uh, fast fit uh, prefix and I suppose firstly we'll say hello to John and uh, welcome to the podcast John Thank you Barry Thank you Great to speak with you. Um, we just had a, a quick couple of words be, before we, we pressed the record and button. And um, as I said, Declan was telling me, you're a man that's been involved in, in the world of greyhound racing for a long, long time. Oh, we've been in a long time, all right. Long, long time. I'd say I was about 13 when I put the first greyhound in my name. Wow. Can you remember your first greyhound? Oh, there was one that was bright as flash. Uh, he was a bio that I got him from a fella. For, for nothing like it we started off we won with him though we won the race with him yeah, that was the most important thing and yeah. had had your family an involvement with the, with the sport you know, my, my father was in them for years they had kennels they had even greyhound kennels even built especially back in the 40s for dogs they must have been the great days and can you remember when you were young maybe heading heading along the local tracks oh I used to be in yeah, Shelburne Park I got in my young when I used to be very young and I can Back in the days, back in the days when the dogs were up in Shelburne Park on the side of the kennels, up in the, up the other side where the, where the stand is now. Very good. And of course, you're based in Galway, John? Yeah, I live in Gort. I live in Gort, just, just 20, miles, 20 miles from Galway. And just tell us maybe a bit about your kind of operation these days. Would you have many greyhounds yourself at home? I have around 25 or 6. Always trying to produce the next star, is it? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Breeding a few bitches and buy a few pups, and um, yeah, I have a couple of pestanas now. It's been very nice, very mad, very cracked. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. And just, I suppose, before we talk about the big race success on Saturday night, look, obviously you've you've put some real good dogs through your hands, and you know, if you were to, you know, maybe select um, one or two of those, what what would have been the best ones you've had in in previous times? Uh, we had a dog in the Red and English Derby a couple of years, uh, a good few years ago. Paul Hiddensy had him over there. Spikita, the Paspid Spikita. He won. He was in Dublin. He's a good dog. He was. A, he was. A, he was. Um, he was uh, oh, so Jesus, huh? You're right. Huh? Up here, front of me. Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, Paul Hiddensy had him out in English Derby. There was Alan. Alan something Alan something won it and then yeah he got hurt he, he did his brassiest muscle and that was the end of him very good and of course um, as I was saying you had a, was it a dog called Fast Fit Alex there in, in recent years very good dog yeah Alex is a good dog he won 20 races there and over 20,000 prize money now from his new owner well I had him for a while uh, I won a stake in Galway with him I won the stake race week in Galway with him after buying him Brilliant stuff. And tell us a bit about uh, Fast Fit Paddy. Did you always think he was going to be a, a star early on? Oh, uh, we did, yeah. We knew he was going to be a good dog from the first day we galloped him, I think. With a few of us there, the day we galloped him, and he looked he looked very special. And I just qualified him second time in a box in 2973. But then we had... That was the first time. That was his second, and that was his... And then he went home with the project stakes, and then he was very... He had a very little done running to Padre Stakes. He went to, to semi final but a quarter final, I'm not sure which. Very good. And just, I suppose, look, going back to um, Saturday night, he was um, going into the, the final as one of the, the leading pl- players. Um, were you confident he was going to get the job done? Uh, we were hopeful. We were hopeful. Now he had his box and he had everything was going for him, and he was in there with the way the others. But the other two ran out in the week before that. It was kind of frightening, like a bit. With the clocks they done, you know. 
I know exactly, and you know it was a it was a foot perfect performance. He came away well and went on to make all the running in, in fantastic style and a brilliant time. Yeah, the time was very good. Yeah, the time was amazing. Like we're really amazing five spots off the record. So, and he was the second fastest ever winner, third fastest ever to break thirty seconds. But he was the he was the second fastest winner. Is that up there with one of your best nights, Sam, in the sport? Ah, it would be. It have to be. I know. It have to be. Yeah. Uh, we had some great nights and down and other stakes and minor stakes and smaller ones. And great for Declan, of course. Ah, it is, yeah, yeah, he's a great lad, great lad. And I suppose finally, um, what what's the plan? There's there's talks of an English Greyhound Derby. There there'll be you know lots of big competitions coming up, anyway, so you won't be short of choices. There's nothing coming up. That's the trouble. There's nothing coming up now for a long time. Not till July. Champion Stakes is the next thing, and that's a way, way, way out. So we're we're going to we're going to go to the English Derby. That's the job. The dream is alive. Dream is alive. And now I'm sure we can all do is go. He, like he starts to these days, and they say that's what you need around toaster. Without a doubt. Look, um, if you don't need, if you don't have that, they say you don't. No, no business going. You're going to you're going to run a long way, like. Yeah, that's exactly it. Look, well, John, look, it's always great to um to, to speak with a man that's been involved with the game so long. And, you know, that was a brilliant success um, on Saturday night. Congratulations on that. And um, we're wishing you the very best of luck going forward. And we can't wait to see Fast Fit Betty back in racing action. Well, hopefully now it won't be that long. Four or five weeks, I suppose, five weeks. Great stuff. Thanks for joining us on the podcast, John. Thank you very much. Now, moving on on the podcast, we're going to say hello to Dolores Root, of course, um, who enjoyed a fabulous double at Shelburne Park on Saturday night. And um, we spoke with um, Dolores uh, recently. And as I said, um, you know, big, big numbers tuning into that interview um, recently, Dolores. So welcome back to the podcast. I'm very delighted to be back on again. And uh, great to have you on. And I suppose, look, we'll, we'll just touch on Saturday night. Um, firstly, uh, Dolores, obviously, look, it was great for, you know, for people that couldn't make it to Shelburne Park on Saturday night, um, you know, to sit down um, in, in, in front of their television and, and watch um, top-class racing action. And, of course, um, they were singing the praises of Dolores Roos. Um, fine double on the night. We'll, we'll start with the opening race. You got off to a flyer with um, Mustang Joey. Just tell us a bit about this um, greyhound, of course, uh, just a July puppy owned by um, Paul Harrigan, Sean Burke. Yes, he came up from the unraced in Clamell and uh, he looks lovely early pace type of dog but the plan was always that he'd come up and have a run or two around Shelburne Park and then possibly be sold on so um, there's a possibility that uh, that sale you know could happen and he would be a dog that I think would be absolutely tailor-made for Dundalk and Mullingar the 400 yards trip very good. So I suppose it's a case of you know you 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 got you got your job done on Saturday night. You know, um, obviously uh, getting to getting him to win in, in in such good style. Yes, he's brilliant early pace, very consistent early pace, and you know he did a great clock to the third bend, sixteen oh four, and um, you know he's a real genuine type of dog, and you know I'd look forward to seeing Brent and Mullingar, but. Um, he's not really a dog that I'd be training on for the foreseeable future. 
okay we're going to move on now and I think the, the performance um, of the night on Saturday night for me anyway came in the opening round of the uh, Suncroft uh, Festival Puppy Oaks of course um, you know it was a, a fabulous competition and Marie's wedding was a, a greyhound of course that came into that um, heat with really good form but um, I think it's fair to say it left that previous form well behind um, you know such an exciting November puppy clocking 28-21 and showing um, incredible all round pace I'm sure you got great satisfaction out of that one um, Dolores Yes, I did. Um, You know, she only had a qualifying trial there at the end of January, and that was actually her first time in the traps for me. And she did like a 29.19, which was a great run. And she came from 10 behind in that trial, so I knew she had a lot of ability. So I didn't do much schooling with her and decided to race her in Shelburne because I knew she was a lady that would love Shelburne Park. And she's so well-bred, and her mother won the um, Christmas Oaks there. So I knew Shelburne would really be tailor-made for her. So we ran her in the unraced. In the, she won the first night, but in the second round, she just ran a little bit. She got a bit of trouble, ran a bit green, and was only beat half a length. But she got it together in the final, and on a slow track, she won it by nine lengths. So I actually said to uh, the owner that I thought she would easily do a 28.30 on Saturday because I could see the improvement coming in her. So it came as no surprise, really, and uh, we think a lot of her. She's only a baby. She won the unraced at only 16 months. So she's in the could-be-anything bracket. Um, She looks a really nice lady. Yeah, she sure does. Um, it's fabulous, and I suppose you know. Obviously, reading really exciting for yourself and all involved with your kennel. You know, to have such a, a star already, and you know, with a bit of luck, you'll no doubt be aiming her at all the big competitions um, going forward. Yes, and like uh, the owner said, that um, she's not going to be for sale. He's going to hold on to her, and uh, he's turned down. You know, some a lot of phone calls have been coming in. Um, but he's decided to keep her. So, you know, it's very exciting for me to be able to train her on, so I'm delighted as well. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, can't wait to see her back in racing action. And, you know, obviously since we, we spoke to you last, um, Dolores, when, when the news kind of broke about you taking out your public um, trainer's licence, tell us, um, you know, any anything to report since what's going on? Obviously, yeah, you're kept extremely busy, no doubt. Yeah, just getting back into it. Um, you know, don't have many dogs. I only have four in training at the moment, and I have two just coming in to be schooled. Um, so there's not big numbers there at the moment. So we're just building up a bit of a team. But I'm sure after Saturday night now, I'll start getting a few more inquiries for to take in a few more dogs. So we've been getting the kennels a lot of work had to go into the kennels to get them back up to top standard again because you know they've been lying dormant for four years so they're looking great now and uh, everything's shaping up so really looking forward to the uh, foreseeable future yeah that's what we like to hear Dolores and um, did I see in, in your Facebook over the course of the last couple of hours that um, there's been a couple of new arrivals yeah spoil sports swing she had a litter of nine pups to Superior Panama. Um, but I can tell you there's only one uh, twinkle, as we call her. She's a great um, social media following. She's an unbelievable ambassador for, you know, 
dogs living in the house and being able to be trained and live up to, you know, really good level of uh, racing. And she's definitely special. But um, the amazing story is, like, on Sunday, she slept in the bed with me and Monday morning she jumped up at 7 o'clock and decided uh, to throw up and after she'd thrown up she started digging the couch and that was at court to nine so I told her to go out to the whelping bay and she trotted off herself and straight up into the whelping bay and popped out the first pup by five to nine and by quarter past twelve she'd produced nine so an incredible story yeah, it sure is. That's um, unbelievable, really. And, you know, wishing uh, the, the very best of luck uh, with them. Can't wait to see them in racing action. And, and just in terms of, I suppose, um, social media, Dolores, um, you know, I'm sure you'll be the first to admit that, you know, Greyhound people are, are just fantastic people. You obviously have a massive following on social media. Yes, and uh, look, it's the, it's the future, isn't it? We can't deny it. It's like the Greyhound racing now. Not as many people are going. They're watching it on TV. So we have to now start looking as much as we can into as much, you know, good publicity. And because um, Greyhounds just are, as everybody knows, the most amazing dogs. And it's getting it out there in the public domain. It was like Finney Grennan capturing the you know, going down with Honeysuckle and, uh, you know, having that was just incredible for the sport with uh, Susie Sapphire. So it was just incredible for the game. So we need to work on it as much as we can. And, you know, unfortunately, it's the future. It's the way of today and it's the way the sport has gone. So we've just got to, you know, work on it as much as we can. Yeah, without a doubt, I suppose it's kind of funny that we we're just discussing that because when I was on my way here down to the the radio station, um, I was passing an estate there, and there must have been three or four um young kids out playing. I would imagine they were around seven or eight years of age, and they all had a mobile mobile phone device in their hands. Yes, that's it. Yeah, and we need to tap into it as much as we can, and you know, just spread the words. Um, it's nowadays. What we need to be doing is getting the racing. I know it's on TV and stuff like that, but we need to... It's all about in the moment nowadays. So we need to be getting it where any racing that's happening. In order for dogs to be sold and to help people, you know, looking to buy dogs, you need to be able to be seeing the racing and being able to get replays immediately. That will really help the sport and help the sale of dogs and help dogs that are being produced to be sold on. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, it's people's living as well as the sport. So it would definitely help. Yeah, I think, I think everyone would agree with you on that, on that one, Dolores, um, rather than waiting, I suppose, till the, the following morning to get the replay. Just finally, I suppose, um, you'll be heading back to Shelburne Park on, on Saturday night. Do you still get a, you know, a real big thrill out of heading along there, especially, I suppose, when you have such a, you know outstanding ground in your hands? Oh, yes. Uh, that, I suppose, you know, never leaves you. Um, it's just, there's no feeling greater than going to Shelburne Park with top class dogs and seeing them, you know, live up to their ability and to produce really, really top 
level uh, racing and producer times and, you know, just being able to bring them along. I just, I love Shelburne Park, I have to say. But um, we'll probably go for the produce stakes with um, Mustang Jet. He ran a brilliant race on uh, Saturday night as well. He finished second and did a fantastic run, the 1598 to the third bend and um, just got beat two lengths. But, um, you know, great um, uh, ability, you know, I think great ability. So I think he's going to have a great chance in the produce stakes in Flamel. And I only have him a month, so he's only coming to hand. And he will just needs to get his trapping improved a little bit. If he starts trapping, um, he'll have a big say in the produce. Yeah, without a doubt, almost forgot about him. Sure, he delivered some great performances as well down in Chile, so great to see him run um, so well behind uh, another exciting young greyhound there on, on, on Saturday night. So look, it really was a, a fantastic um, night, Dolores, and you know, it's always great to hear your thoughts. We appreciate you taking time out um, to join us once again on the podcast. We can't wait to see your greyhounds back in racing action um, in, in the coming weeks, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up again soon. Yeah, I'm delighted uh, any time and uh, look forward to it, yeah. Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs.